The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to my program, Afternoons with Mike, heard here on the Shepherd Radio Network. On the line with me today is a lady by the name of Sherry Few. A little bit of information on Sherry. She is the president and founder, the The uh, organization that she founded is called United States Parents Involved in Education, and uh, that is USPIE for short. And I am so excited about this. Education is something that uh, we are so uh, needing to pay attention to in America. There are many parents right now not happy at all with things like CRT and other issues of uh, a liberal progressive influence that really has taken over much of education in America, especially in the college campuses. So Sherry, welcome to my program today. Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. You are uh, now this, uh, this organization that you lead, uh, USPIE, do you use that acronym like that, or how how do you handle the acronym for your organization? Well, we say USPI. USPI. We, we, we like to say that parents are the most important piece of the pie. I knew there had to be something when I saw the, the PIE. That's why I asked that question. I wasn't really <laughs> sure, though. And your organization website is uh, USPI.org. So that's easy to remember, USPI, if we think of it that way, .org. And uh, it is really, really great to have you on the line. What motivated you uh, as a parent, as uh, as an educator, what motivated you to start this organization? Well, it started as South Carolina Parents Involved in Education. That's the state where I live. And it was back in 2000, believe it or not. We've been um, active that long. But at that time, there were some really insidious sex education standards that were being proposed by our State Department of Education. And parents like myself uh, collaborated, and we took on this issue. And we were effective in having those standards changed and pointed more to an abstinence until marriage uh, approach. So that's how we began in South Carolina Uh, We led the fight against Common Core back in 2010 to 2013, and we had the experience that most states experienced that were fighting against these faulty standards, and that was after a couple of years uh, advocating for legislation to change the standards, we were duped by our legislature, and we ended up with Common Core rebranded, and that happened in nearly every state in the country. So following that, that's when I reached out to people like myself in other states who had had the same experience with the Common Core Standards. And we uh, decided to form a collaboration, and that's when we um, became a national organization, United States Parents Involved in Education. And we developed a mission to end the Federal Department of Education and all federal education mandates. And that is because we understood that 
all of the nefarious pedagogies like Common Core uh, and now critical race theory were being incentivized and pushed on states uh, through the federal government. So that's how we got started. And we've been a national organization for about seven years now. You know, the very name of our country is United States, but what you're describing with this influence of the federal government has really shown itself to be much more powerful. Uh, what happens, uh, you know, I love it, what one person said, the most important house in the United States is not the White House, it's your house. We the people. And the states are are seeing, I would say, a mix right now. Wouldn't you agree of some victories that are being handed down in courts, especially recently in the Supreme Court? Uh, there are victories coming, but then there are also these occasional and inexplicable, sometimes even by the Supreme Court, decisions made that seem to take us back away from freedoms. But you're exactly right. I mean, in the education world, Things have been awry for a long time, right? Oh, yes. I, I've been involved with education policy for more than 20 years. And it was more subliminal when I first started. But now it is just so in your face with the transgender influences and the critical race theory. It's absurd what's being taught. It, in fact, it's not education. It's indoctrination. And America's children are being indoctrinated against their country, against their family's beliefs, and often against Christianity. It's, it's really a shame. And you talked about the Supreme Court decisions that have been coming down. Well, one that concerned me, um, and, and it, seemed, it, was, it seemed an apparent victory when they decided that government funding can go to private and Christian schools. And that concerns us as an organization because we know that government money never comes without strings attached. Mm -hmm. So we know that this money can harm private and Christian schools. And we really want to warn um, these schools that don't, don't be foolish and believe that there won't be strings, that there's not apparent strings now. They will be ultimately, if you become dependent on them, it could ultimately cause them to close their school if they're not willing to comply with whatever regulations come along with the funding. That's really a scary thing, isn't it, to realize that uh, every organization, uh, even if it were a Christian school that is operated by a church, if they give into that, there's a loophole that they have. It's like a foothold that the government can then exercise and wield the power to kind of uh, guide in these very sensitive ways that really have to do with uh, moral issues out the window. I am shocked at the continual progressive to the left direction that uh, we're seeing happen in this movement right now. I, I heard you say, and I believe rightly so, that this teaching that's going on in our schools, it is not only uh, corrupting our kids, uh, it is transforming the way it, at the very youngest of ages how these kids are thinking. And an example of that, I'd love for your thoughts on this as a parent, as an educator, when even we look at the, the acronym for LGBTQ plus now, and there, this is changing that whole process, the whole list, if you will, that those uh, acronyms stand for, that's dynamic. 
it's changing, and there are uh, being daily added to this uh, things like uh, other ways to describe the binary uh, gender and non-binary gender and queer and all of the different queer plus. There are all like so many different ways now that's being expressed. So it's a growing thing. It's going left and it's continuing to go left. It's not static on the left, right? Oh, yes. You you are absolutely right. I I call it alphabet soup, you know, the LBTQ, whatever, you know, just they keep adding letters. I saw something just this morning from a school district in my state where young children were viewing um, a film and it was animated and it explained all of what you just said. And it was telling children that even though you were assigned uh, a gender at birth uh, for medical reasons, that has nothing to do with how you personally identify. Um, and it went through the whole list of the non-binary, um, genderqueer, and, and these are young children. It's, it's really sad. And, and quite frankly, I think it's child abuse to be filling young children's heads full of this nonsense. And they're, they're so impressionable, and they're, they're like a sponge soaking up information, and we're filling their heads full of things that are contrary to the truth. Isn't it ironic, Sherry, that one of the reasons that uh, we were told that we should have uh, empathy, and I, I'm all for uh, empathy being shown people who are confused, but we're creating a confusion right now with this runaway teaching that's going on at the youngest of ages in Florida. Without a doubt, you've been keeping up with the stuff that's going on in Florida and the pushback that Disney gave the governor, the governor especially, uh, on this uh, ruling that we have in Florida where you cannot, a school cannot teach uh, in the kindergarten, first and second grades, you cannot teach uh, these kinds of issues uh, to children. And the pushback is, well, you're going to ruin kids. Well, what we're doing is confusing kids by the scores. And in some of our states around the nation, it's happening unfettered, unregulated, and really without very little resistance at all. So I appreciate what your organization and others like what you're doing, what they're doing to put this thing out there for people to see and understand and at least become knowledgeable of what's going on. Well, yes, and I, I appreciate that. And that's exactly what we're doing as an organization. We are doing what we can to educate the public because even if you don't have children in school or you're not a grandparent of children in government schools, you need to be fully aware of how your tax dollars are being spent in these government schools. And, and the reason everybody needs to be informed and, and motivated to take action is because ultimately it is our nation's freedom that is at risk because children are being indoctrinated with anti-American propaganda. Um, they're coming out of schools, full-blown Marxists that think communism is great. So I have to warn people that even though these um, immoral things that are being taught and, and children's minds are being filled with nonsense, we have to understand that even our very freedom is at risk if we don't stop 
the indoctrination of children in government schools. Yeah, I agree. You know, that left side of the road, a lot of people say we like to be a middle of the roader. And if you travel the, the middle of this road, you're going to find out that sooner or later you're traveling on what used to be the left side of the road. Because that left road, it's going in that direction, and this is an ever-expanding road. <laughs> the nice thing is that we have the right side of the road, that side which is kind of defined by what is right, what is true, what is good, what would be biblical. It is stationary. It doesn't move. Uh, that is comforting for those who know the truth. But for those that are trying to, to travel the middle, uh, they're in trouble, much more trouble than they realize. There's a film coming out, and you're a part of that, I know. It's called Truth and Lies in American Education. Tell us about this film. Well, we're very excited about the release of this film. It was just released um, a few weeks back, and it was um, a vision we believe that God gave us. And we set out to, to uh, create this, produce this film, two years ago. It was a two-year project, and it took us some time even to raise all the funding we needed to do to produce it. But we're very, very happy with the results. It is an all-star cast of experts on the very topics that you and I are discussing, and it is an expose of what's what's happening in government schools. The truth that is not being taught, we want to expose what is being taught, and we want to expose the lies that are being um, just pushed into these young children's minds. Well, parents are waking up every morning, it seems, with more, uh, I, I guess you could say bad news, more unfortunate realities that they're having to deal with now with their children. Uh, there is in Leon County, Florida, uh, a lady uh, that whose daughter in the public school system there was actually counseled and privately, secretly counseled into things that would have to do with transgenderism. And that is a court case that is going on right now because that thing uh, is uh, gaining national attention. So it's, it's like every day we, we wake up, there's something new that's going on, and we need something to kind of shake us and to kind of take us back to what is right. And that sounds like that's what this film's aim would be, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. In fact, we cover that very issue in the film that you were talking about, the trial in Florida. So we have a lawyer, Bernadette Broyles. Yes. Who, is, is that the case? Is she trying the case that you just mentioned? Yeah, she's involved in that one. And she she and um, I think the name of the uh, plaintiff was Little John, Mrs. Little John, uh, were both on my program. Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Well, wonderful. Bernadette is awesome, and she is one of the cast in our film. So we interview her about these these very topics. And, of course, you know she founded an organization that sole purpose is to protect and defend families whose children have been um, groomed into a transgender lifestyle and, and other, you know, the, the bathroom edicts. She's, she's defended um, cases or families where uh, I think a six-year-old child was was raped in one of these bathrooms that that was not gender specific. So horrific things around these issues. But that is the sole purpose of her organization, and that just tells you how rampant this is. 
And, you know, with all of that being the case, with this sense of being rampant in our schools, and it's not just in your state, it's in our state as well, it's across the nation, uh, it does beg this question, what in the world is going on with the, those that are, are kind of the teachers, the administrators, when we know, and I'm sure, I don't think I'm wrong on this, but I think the biggest amount of the populace in South Carolina would think that this is crazy, that they do not want their children indoctrinated. They do not want teaching that is anti-American given to them. They don't want this uh, idea or notion of bringing confusion about their child's gender. And yet for all of the parents who feel that and feel it strongly, there just seems to be this sense that this left is marching right on. How do you think that's happening? Well, it started in the colleges and universities. And shame on us for not putting our foot down before now. And, you know, that's where teachers are trained. And the colleges of education are, are the most liberal of all. And so young teachers are being fully indoctrinated before they even hit the classroom. And they're being taught pedagogies. And, and that's what critical race theory is. It's a pedagogy. It's not a curriculum. It's not a textbook. And it's a, it's a method of teaching. And teachers are being taught how to embed it throughout the curriculum in every grade level before they even hit the classroom. Mm. So the, the, the young teachers don't see that they're even doing anything wrong. And, and, and most of them have bought into all of it. So that's what parents are up against. We're up against an entire system from the colleges and universities now, you know, thoroughly entrenched into K-12. And it is a, a government-funded system, and it's, it seems like a Goliath. But parents, the good news is parents are waking up. They're recognizing what's happening. That's what our film is about is to get more and more people informed. So that we can put a stop to this. It must end, especially the use of our tax dollars funding uh, all of this propaganda that is an intentional agenda. And they want to change our form of government through the minds of our children. Yeah, yeah. And they're being effective in a lot of areas, and we've got to wake up soon. My guest today, Sherry Few from U.S. Pi. And we'll be back with her in a moment. That's the United States parents involved in education. We'll be back with Sherry in just a moment right here on The Shepherd. Talking today with the founder of USPIE, that's United States PIE or United States parents involved in education. Oh my goodness, what an important thing as we kind of concluded segment one. We're talking about what is nothing less than a parent's nightmare that's going on in the public school system across America. And uh, Sherry, I believe so accurately outlined that this problem has been developed for years. And she mentioned us, it's, it's like shame on us for allowing this to happen. And I agree. We've been asleep at the wheel for so many things. America was asleep at the wheel in 1973 when everything happened with this Roe versus Wade thing. There were a lot of people that uh, snuck that one in and look what it did. And it's taken almost 50 years now for the Supreme Court to overturn what they are now describing as something that should never have been there to begin with. 
I will guarantee you the things you're hearing Sherry discuss today fall into that same category. These are things that should never have to be dealt with by parents, by children, in schools, regardless of if it's a Christian school or in a public school. It's happening really in both. And there are Christian schools that have gotten themselves a little bit entangled, as she described, with the government, and uh, the government is pulling strings right now. And and so we need to be aware, and this film is going to do a lot toward uh, that kind of uh, awakening. That's what we're hoping for, right? Yes, that is the goal of the film, is to, again, you know, get people informed and motivated to take action. We cannot sit on the sidelines any longer, not if we want to save our country. We all have to get involved. Those of us who are freedom-loving Americans, and those of us who are Christian who know the truth. We have to be unashamed to stand for truth, fight for what we believe in, because right now we are on a sinking ship, and we all need to get together before we lose our very freedom. We do. We need to come together. We need to pray. There needs to be much prayer going on about this issue. Uh, You're not going to hear CRT just disappear anytime soon. This is going to be a long-term marathon-type battle that we've got to realize that this is is something that uh, has taken hold, and they're not wanting to take their hands off uh, easily at all. You know, parents involved. Now, that instantly, if you have people that maybe haven't been that involved. Maybe they're our grandparents and they thought, man, I, I made it through. My uh, my children are all out of school, thank goodness. But their grandchildren, <laughs> we, we're not getting away from the battle quite that easy because the, the our grandchildren are facing it and they have to live in it every day. Parents in Virginia got involved when they began to realize that there was stuff going on in the school boards and in the school board meetings, that uh, was not what they wanted. And they got involved, and it made a difference, didn't it? Absolutely. I mean, that was such a great signal to the rest of the country and the parents who are fighting these battles. When they saw the victories in the last November election, uh, when they elected a governor who would stand with parents and fight the nonsense in the schools, So we've seen lots of victories since then, especially on the local level. We have been uh, promoting uh, and equipping parents to run for their local school boards and to take back control of their children's education. So we've seen lots of victories on the local level with local school board races. We've seen a lot, especially in the last few weeks. So that's what's encouraging, and that's what has to happen when Uh, People are informed and motivated to take action. They can work together and and take back the local control. That's that's where the control belongs, is in parents and local communities, not in the state government and not in the federal government. Now, you guys are blessed in Florida with a wonderful governor, a a great legislature, and they're working together, and, and they are setting the precedent for the rest of the country. So I think that we'll start to see more and more people like your governor elected to states around the country, and hopefully we'll uh, be able to right the ship. Well, I hope so. Uh, You know, before he left uh, the country, President Biden 
uh, just recently had a news conference, and he's basically saying that uh, he's not happy at all about the direction that happened with the Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade overturning, and a threat really is given. Uh, It's almost like from the president of the United States, a threat against what would be our very, uh, the judicial system uh, itself in America. So friends, our battle, our battle lines are, are not easy ones. We've got to realize that, but we have on our side, what is the Lord and what is the truth and the power of God and parents who believe in God, parents who care for their children, parents who don't want to see their kids be taught, CRT and and uh, this rebranded Common Core and other type of educational curriculums that are ungodly and are worldly. We don't want to see it. And in Loudoun County, Virginia, parents got involved. Are you seeing that same kind of spirit happen there in your home state of South Carolina? Well, yes. Uh, it's, we just had a superintendent, a state superintendent of education race. Uh, it was the primaries, and they had a runoff that was this week on Tuesday. So the current superintendent was not seeking re-election, so it was a wide field of candidates. And I actually ran myself, and I had to withdraw at some point because our legislature uh, put some strict criteria in place in 2018 that I wasn't aware of. Our state superintendent of education has to have a master's degree, which I don't have. Mm. Now you can run, you can run for president, Congress, school board, any other elected position, but for this position, they put this strict criteria because they wanted to. Our legislature wanted to maintain control of education and be sure that you know the the well indoctrinated leftist thinking uh, individuals would get this position. But nonetheless. We had a wide field of candidates, and when I was involved, I was able to set the agenda. And it was uh, ending critical race theory, ending the sexualization of children, and and no more mask and vaccine mandates. Mm-hmm. So so we had that became the agenda, and every single candidate, although some of them I don't think were quite honest, but they knew that's what the people wanted to hear, and that's what they promised the people of South Carolina. So we're going to hold them accountable to that. Uh, but we're, we're seeing it's real similar to me in, in how Common Core was when we were fighting Common Core. Because then you would hear every candidate from school board to president say they were going to end Common Core because they knew that's what the people wanted. And so the same thing is happening with these in this election cycle is that education, in fact, education, I think, is more at the forefront than it was even with Common Core. Mm-hmm. So, you know, educating people, informing them about what's happening can influence elections like it did in Virginia. And that's how we're going to be able to influence policy that will put an end to the indoctrination of children in government schools in America. Can you speak for a moment for those that are teachers, the young people that are graduating maybe in the last, let's say, five, ten years that are believers, and they, they've really entered into education with, I think, all of the right reasons and all of the right motivations. I know some of them uh, that I've talked with in the past, they were rather shocked at what they found to be working conditions when they actually got uh, school into the school system, into the staff, 
and to be under the administrators of their respective schools. What is it like from your standpoint? What are you seeing happen with our young Christians who are teachers today? Well, you know, I'm, I haven't really had a lot of dialogue with young Christian teachers. What, I, what I'm seeing is that there's a serious recruitment and retention problem for teachers all over the country. And I believe that it's because the good teachers see the truth, and they, they can't be involved uh, with this type of indoctrination. So I think that's at the root of the problem uh-huh. of why it's hard to hire teachers and to keep good teachers, because they get in and doing it for the right reasons. They feel called to do it, and they get in there and recognize that this is not the truth, and they have to stand for truth, and they can't stay in that profession. So that's what I've been observing. And, you know, I, I think that as an alternative, um, there, you know, I think that we should do more micro schools and, and give good teachers opportunities, other, other ways to teach outside of this pressure from the government machine, especially from the pressure of the federal government to teach things that are, again, contrary to the truth. Mm. You know, uh, this film that we referenced earlier, it's it's out now. You said it came out in just the last couple of weeks. It, the name of the film is Truth and Lies in American Education. Can you give us a little bit of a, a synopsis of what uh, viewers will find when they watch this movie? Yes, I'd love to. Thanks for mentioning it again. And by the way, the website is truthandliesfilm.us, and it is available there for viewing. So truthandliesfilm.us, and it is a wonderful all-star cast expose, and it has a storyline of a young mother who's trying to research and make decisions about what type of education she will provide for her children. Um, The star in the film happens to be my daughter-in-law, April Few. And she has done a wonderful job in her role, and she's really telling her own life experience uh, as she began to research and understand the issues uh, and and makes decisions about how she will educate my grandchildren. And so it is, again, an all-star cast. It it includes people like Dr. Carol Swain, Dr. Duke Pesta, uh, Jarrett Stepman. Uh, Jarrett wrote a book about the, the false history being taught in America's schools. So that's mm-hmm. another big topic. It certainly is. To yeah. Uh, is is the, the, the false history and, and the focus on grievances. And, and so we aren't even talking about the good things that America has done. So we have actually two experts in the film that address history. One of them um, wrote a book called Debunking Howard Zinn. And Howard Zinn is the author of the most commonly used history uh, textbook in the country. And she, she goes into detail about all of the lies, actual lies. You know, lies is a harsh word, but we have to call it what it is. Children are not being told the truth. And so that's what the film is about. We cover the sexualization of children, which you and I have already discussed. And, um, you know, the CRT, of course, the critical race theory, which is Marxist in its roots, and it's going to destroy America if we don't stop. And that's the purpose of the film, is to educate people about these topics, about how they're being taught in government schools, 
with our tax dollars, and the goal is to motivate people to action, to get involved with organizations like ours. We've, we've formed 20 state chapters, and we'd like to have a chapter in every state. And this, these chapters will be grassroots, uh, moms and dads and grandparents and freedom-loving Americans, and we're all going to work together to influence uh, our state and on the national level, Congress, and even the president. Mm. Our goal is to influence them, to put pressure on them to correct what's wrong in America's schools. Now, this film that we're talking about, you mentioned that it is indeed available to watch there. So it's not even something that parents have to pay for. They can go to this website and watch the film and, I guess, stream it to their TVs, right? Well, actually, there is a fee involved. Uh, we did, it's a, and it's, it's nominal. Okay. And we're actually getting um, the plan screenings that we're going to do. We hope to do a screening in each of the 20 states where we have chapters and beyond. And, you know, those are events where, you know, one person can buy the film and you can have a community come together, several hundred people watch it together. And then we, we are making available some of the cast members to come and do Q&A with that audience. So there's, there's lots of ways to view it economically. And, you know, it's just a matter of, um, recouping some of the money we invested. Absolutely. In well, you can't get anything of that quality of that level without there being a, a substantial investment. And that's really what this is. This is an investment into not only our parents, but to their children and a way to maybe save this country. I mean, you, you know, we're hearing that phrase, save America. I tell you, it's it's an absolute truth. We need to work hard to save what we've got. I don't know if you saw this headline or not, but in Cornell at the University uh, uh, at the Cornell Library, they have removed the bust of Lincoln and the copy of the Gettysburg Address because they had well, a professor complaining about it. And what what in the world if we lose the the presence of Abraham Lincoln in our history? We've lost so much. Oh, yes, yes. I actually saw that headline. I mean, it has really become quite absurd. And, you know, that's been happening for some time, even before we got into the CRT and the sexualization of children, you know, the, the tearing down of monuments in our country. Yeah, right. I mean, that actually began in my state in South Carolina. Um, at that time, our governor... Um, Oh, boy, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Nikki Haley. <laughs> Excuse me, everybody, a lot of people involved with politics know Nikki Haley. When she was governor, there was a, a, hor a horrific crime uh, where a young man killed, you know, nine or ten people in, in a black church. Oh, I remember and, that, yes. And it was horrific. I'm not, no one condones that. He was a criminal, and he, he, he you know, he was prosecuted, and sentenced appropriately. But she took that incident upon herself to call the legislature back into session. They had already ended their session for the year, and they quickly removed um, the Confederate flag monument that they had agreed to put on the state house grounds. Mm -hmm. And when that, that started, the whole um, movement across the country to tear down statues, rename streets, rename universities, 
and just taking away and covering up America's history. It was a very sad turn of events, and it has just snowballed uh, over the years. Time for us to wake up, friends. This is uh, this is an interview going on right now that you're listening to with Sherry Few. She is the uh, founder of US PI, P-I-E. U- that is the United States Parents Involved in Education. We'll be back with Sherry for one more segment right here on Afternoons with Mike. Back again now for segment three here on our uh, uh, program today. Sherry Few from the United States Parents Involved in Education is on the line, and she's my guest today. And a founder, uh, a, a person who maybe never thought she would be involved in what is now becoming a national movement. Uh, I doubt very seriously, Sherry, that you would have ever believed that you would have kind of become a filmmaker. But that's exactly what's happened. You uh, and your organization, in order to put together a tool to help get this word out and to kind of wake America up, you've created this film that is now out, and uh, it is Truth uh, and Lies Film. Us is the website. And uh, you can go there and find out the information on how not only to watch the film, but how to get involved in maybe uh, sharing it on a wider scale, maybe with your church or in your community. Uh, There are ways to do that. And it's all outlined for you right there on the website. Again, that's truthandliesfilm.us. So uh, that's out there, and we'll hit that website one more time at the end of this segment. Sherry, uh, in this last little bit that we've got you here, we're all living right now in an unprecedented, it feels unprecedented for so many reasons. Uh, Obviously, our country has gone through, uh, as the rest of the world has as well, the pandemic. The pandemic changed a lot. Uh, It would seem just like the same way that you're describing South Carolina grabbed a hold of uh, the the governor's uh, basic act of removing things, removing the, the Confederate flag from South Carolina, starts off the whole let's tear down the statue movement. Uh, there seems like the pandemic was a tool that was used to kind of further the agenda that the progressive left has brought. And it feels like in uh, just two years, less than two years, since uh, President Biden became president, we've lost so much in the area of freedoms. We've lost more in this battle, nationally speaking, on the uh, transgendered issues. That is now, if you believe the news, that's the most important thing in the world right now. Uh, and that's the, that's just not the case. And it is not affecting near as many people as what you're being led to believe. But at the same time, here's the truth. They are creating, because of the confusion and the education that's going on with our children, we are producing kids now who are open to it, who are much more so open to it than what they would have been when we were young. So it's a different world. It's a different educational system. What is it like for USPIE to grow, to kind of go through the motions of your day-to-day task and live in that air. What's that like? Well, it's it's certainly challenging, but but it's also motivating. As you know, we see how bad things have become, even in the short time as we've been formed as a national organization in the last seven years. 
it has changed so dramatically. And, and that's why it's a, a critical situation. And that's why we're sounding the alarm, you know, with our film, truthandliesfilm.us. So, you know, we, what we hear from every state, they deny even teaching these things, you know, critical race theory in particular. They all say they're not teaching it, but they are, and they're, they're doing it in a deceptive way. So as I mentioned earlier, a critical race theory isn't a curriculum. It isn't a textbook. It's a pedagogy. It's a form of teaching. And there's even um, another term they use, culturally relevant pedagogy. So whenever you hear that, whenever you hear diversity, equity, and inclusion, those are terms for critical race theory. And that's the guys that they're under in the school. So this culturally relevant pedagogy is, is even worse than critical race theory because what it does is it takes several of the critical theories. There's critical queer theory, critical gender theory, theory critical feminist theory. They take all of these theories and put them together under this umbrella of culturally relevant pedagogy, again, a method of teaching. And so what they do in this instance is they have, you know, you've heard probably the critical race theory that that whites are oppressors and blacks are oppressed, but they expand it under this uh, culturally relevant pedagogy where the oppressors are white, male, um, Protestant, so even Christians are considered oppressors, and heterosexual. So those are the oppressors. And then on the, uh, on the press side, you have uh, blacks and Asians and every other form of ethnicity outside of white. You've got LGBTQ and what they refer to as um, non-Christian faith. So it is absurd. This is the, the pedagogy that's being taught uh, in every grade level and, and in every state. This is being taught to children. So it's, it's really unfortunate and it is a challenge uh, because we're up against tons of money, tons of government money, tons of union money, and organizations like ours that are true grassroots, we, we only have one part-time employee in our organization. We are all volunteers, and, and we're, we spend a lot of our time and our money, you know, working to educate people. So that's what we're up against. And, you know, the government continues to push money down into the school. They did it with COVID. There was the COVID relief funding that went to every school district in the country. And you know, school districts never turn down money, but in taking this COVID relief money, they had to certify that they would advance equity and inclusion. Mm. So every school district in the state has been uh, influenced and incentivized by the federal government to teach this nonsense to children. Wow, that is something else. Now, for parents that are listening to this, I've heard this from parents before. They'll say something like this, wow, I, don't, I am sure that that's not being taught at my kid's school. What do you tell yep. parents when you hear them say that? I tell them that it absolutely is being taught in your school. In fact, in the small community where I live, in Kershaw County, South Carolina, our school superintendent last summer went to a Republican event. 
And he wanted to um, influence people to believe that it wasn't being taught in our schools. I heard that he was going to be there. I went, I attended. And during the Q&A portion, I challenged him because he said, we're not teaching critical race theory, but we are teaching culturally relevant pedagogy. And of course, I knew what that was. So I got up during Q&A and I said, sir, with all due respect, we understand that that is critical race theory. He denied that it was. And later on, I was able to ask another question. And I said, I, I would love for you to prove that to me. And so I, I wanted to see what they had trained their teachers in. I wanted to see their training materials for this culturally relevant pedagogy. And he agreed to provide the training materials. He said, just send me an email and I'll send it to you. So I sent the email and he responded, you'll have to FOIA that information. So he made me go through the Freedom of Information Act to access the materials. So I did, I FOIA'd the materials and the response from the district was, uh, those items are proprietary because they uh. belong to the trainer. So we will not be able to release them to you. Well, guess what? I filed a lawsuit. I had to use my personal money. And that's, that's what's so sad. Why should a taxpayer or a parent have to FOIA to see what's being taught in a school? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, but I, I need to push and make the point. We can't let school districts lie to the public and cover up what they're doing and not be transparent about what's being taught in the schools. So actually, I have um, a call with my lawyer this afternoon. Uh, the lawsuit has been responded to. We're going to ask for a speedy trial. Um, and I'm praying that we will access those materials. I will make them public. And so that's what we're, that's what we're up against all over the country. Mm. You know, they're dying it's being taught, not in my school, parents say, but parents need to realize that they can ask and they're going to tell them it's not. And, you know, they can truthfully say that because it's not critical race theory. Like I said, it's not a textbook, not a curriculum. It's a pedagogy. And so, again, that's why organizations like ours are, are in existence. And we have lots of great resources on our website for parents to navigate their local school boards and, you know, even run for office, how to do a FOIA request. We're equipping parents so that they can dig deep and uncover the truth of the fact that this is being taught in their school. Wow. It, this seems like a great time right now to consider home education, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, we don't recommend anyone put their children in government schools today. It is going to take some time to right the ship. And in the meantime, your child is harmed and damaged permanently. So homeschooling is on the rise. It has doubled in the last couple of years. And all sorts of families used to be primarily Christian families, but all sorts of families are walking away from the government school. They're making sacrifices in their lives so that they can afford to do this in order to protect their children. Mm. Well, Sherry, I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed listening to your heart and really getting to know the kind of battle that uh, U.S. Uh, pie is uh, facing and how you're going about doing it. I'm very interested to keep up with what's going on with this lawsuit 
And uh, when you get this information, it would be interesting, wouldn't it, to get that curriculum and then do kind of like a, 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 a T-chart and put on one side what we know about CRT and then on the other side what uh, this pedagogy teaching and training that they are teaching, uh, how it compares and what's similar. And I would have a feeling that it's all going to be of the same root, right? Absolutely. That's that's exactly what you'll see. And, you know, I've done uh, PowerPoint presentations and traveled my state explaining this to people because it is fairly complex. But once people uh, grasp what it is, they recognize what to look for. It really is uh, a good tool to work on their local level to try to make change. Wow. Well, the name of the uh, website uh, for the film is Truth and Lies Film. Dot us and uh, the film itself features. I think you said your daughter-in-law, who is one of the lead uh, characters that's in it, and so it's kind of told in story form. But a lot of the players are actual people who are involved in the very fight that you're involved with, and and so it's like a docudrama, right? Absolutely, and and we hope that that's what pe- will appeal to people. It's not a dry, boring factual interview after interview. It, it is a real story about real people and real activists who are experts and are on the front lines in these battles. Well, the name of that website one more time is truthandliesfilm.us for the film. Give us your website uh, one more time for your organization. It is USPIE, that's USPI.org. USPI, that stands for Parents Involved in Education. And on behalf of uh, all the parents that I know who really share your dream, share your burden and conviction, we would like to say thank you for the hard work that you've put into already and what you're involved with today and what will be done tomorrow. Thank you for that. Well, thank you, Mike. I thank you for having me on and, and giving me this opportunity to spread the word. Well, I appreciate it again. Sherry Few, my guest, and friends, we'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike.